Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Undisputed Hater Podcast. This is episode, I want to say, 14 with your your host, Coach and Doug. I hope we're doing okay. We had a two-week uh, hiatus for uh, various reasons that we will get into later this episode. But um, yeah, we're back. We're back. This week, we have a, uh, a special guest. Um, he is a... Uh, Shares the same likeness of uh, Ricochet. Shares the same likeness of uh, Joe Budden. Shares the same likeness of every angry uh, light-skinned nigga with a beard that you could ever think of. He also looks like Albert Pujols if he shaves his beard correctly, but it's pretty funny. Uh, my nigga Banks is in the building, man. My nigga, my nigga Banks is in the building. Banks, what's going on? Don't ever compare me to Ricochet. I actually like black men. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Oh my God, man! No, we not we not oh doing that. I already know. I hear the Joe Budden comparisons and all that. All right, cool. We I'll take that one. You know what I mean? But don't compare me to Ricochet. I'm like, nah. I, I fuck with black women. I don't fuck with long chin white girls. Oh man, not the long chin white women. God bless. God bless. Doug, how we doing, man? It's been it's been a couple weeks, man. How we doing? I'm a lot richer since the last time we did an episode of the podcast. Wow! Did you hear? Did you hear the uh, volume? Did you hear the volume on that? He made sure to get close to the mic to tell you guys that he was rich now. That's just to make sure I sound clear when I speak on this podcast. Okay, that's nothing else. Um, life's been life's getting better. Honestly, I feel like I'm getting into my groove of shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Birthday birthdays in a, in two weeks, so shout out to that. Um, let's get those those nations ready. Let's get those gifts ready. Uh, let's get that I'm on. I'm not giving you shit. Listen, <laughs> right. I'm not you a fucking dime. I, I wouldn't expect nothing less from a peasant of your stature. Oh, um, wow. This is the route you want to go today. Okay, cool. I see. I see. I mean, today. I already saw your oppression by telling me to mute my mic before the podcast got started. Like, I already saw what you're doing, bro. You done changed up in these two weeks, but it's okay. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> I have changed <laughs> on so many levels. You changed a lot, um, but yeah, overall been good, chilling, uh, trying to maintain, man, Just trying to maintain. What is this? This is day 101 for me of quarantine, so we still here. We getting through it, and I actually kind of miss doing this. Uh, I almost went rogue last week and did my own, and then I thought about having to do the actual work of like editing and stuff, and I was like. Nah, I'm good. Um, yeah, it's very tedious. I thought about paying somebody, but then I'm cheap and I don't want to pay anybody to do my work for me. Exactly. That's why I don't do anything because you don't pay me enough. So I don't pay you at it, all. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm very, you know, I, it, I would be a lot better if you paid me. I'm not paying you. You already eat. You don't need it. Right, right. Did, 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 he not, did he not just say right. he's a lot richer? He literally bro, just said he's trying to tell rich. us he eating, no. man. He's like, well, you know, you can pay me now, nah, bro. This ain't the capitalism podcast, I don't think. The, the way is, you keep is eating is by continuously getting that food, though. So, like, No, that, the way you keep eating growing. is creating your LLC and leaving me the fuck alone. I don't got time for that. I don't got time for that. Right. Right. Now you don't have time. Okay. Whatever. I'm like Twitter on you. Look, coach, with Twitter on you right now. I can't believe I, you ain't up at 5 a.m. with your LLC. Nah, I'm saying, nah, bro. bro. I got uh, I got dinner with Jay Z. What you talking about? <laughs> you know, twenty. 
20 minute dinner with Jay Z. Ah, man, pick that brain. Uh, yo, you, I thought I saw one yesterday, a classic one. It mm-hmm. was someone put Quavo is worth 30 million and Warren Buffett is worth whatever billions he has. And they were like, some people practice being rich, others just are actually about it. You pick your side. And I'm like, since when was being worth 30 million bad? I don't know. I, I look. I, I wouldn't even it. know what to do with a million right now. I saw so thirty million would be crazy. I saw there was sometime last week someone had tweeted like, "I don't care if you give me seventy dollars, seven hundred dollars, or seven seventy million, I'm never changing." And I was like, "You speaking for yourself? Because I'm changing that goddamn thing." Oh no, they were like, "You would I'm never hear changing. from me." They're like, you would never hear from me again. I'm like, you would absolutely know that I got $70 million. I am recreating the entire episode of MTV Cribs that Chappelle did. That's the first thing I'm doing off the rip. So you're going to know I got this money. The dinosaur egg and all. Yes. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought about. The, uh, the fucking dinosaur egg and all. I need what, that dinosaur egg. When my, man said, when my man said, I don't go to Africa because people be starving over there. And that's broke to me. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> the wild thing about that is it was like, what, only four or five episodes on season three? And there's still some quotables from that. That whole Bia or whatever, that little shout thing, the dude that was running for president. Oh, yeah, that's a banger. Oh, yes. Oh, fuck. I can't remember his name, but literally uh, me and my brother did that shit the other day, and it was funny as hell. Is it uh, I think his name's John Edwards. It's either John Edwards or Tim Kaine. I, I can't remember which one. I think it's John Edwards. Some type of one of those old white guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga did the whole uh, Busta Rhymes yeah uh, shit. I was like, oh my god, bro. Hey, That's look, fucking hilarious. I love Pryor, but look, Chappelle might be the goat, bro. I gotta go ahead and do that hot take. I love Pryor. I think Chappelle Jay is might be taking over, bro. Chappelle, it's either between Chappelle and Bernie Mac for me. Oh no, I'm with Chappelle's you. my go. Chappelle's my go. Like you have an argument for both. I would, I would lean Chappelle, but also I can also say that uh, there's a one A one B. Well, both of them are up there. But yeah, I'm, I like with, angry ass comedians. Like Bill Burr is one of the only Yaku comedians I like. No sir, I don't watch white comedy. Hey, hey, listen, you ain't angry. That's why, coach. This is anger where it could be like, I right, comedy, you know. Well, listen, my brother, I understand. And Dr. Umar probably gonna get me out of here for that. And because I'm willing to wipe up the coke guy, but that's besides the point. Mm-mm-mm. I can't this believe you just came on here and started talking about white comedy. Look, man, that's not what we do. And this. <laughs> In this you economy, talking- you talking about white people? No, sir. Now everything you now everything that you possibly could say the rest of this podcast will be deemed irrelevant by our listeners because they don't trust your word now. It's not I like he's Bill Dane Burr. Cook. Nah, why everybody? Be, I, I'm not a fan of Dane Cook, but why everybody be beefing with Dane Cook? Even white people. See, see, you champion white people. This is crazy. Now you defending the white people. Yo, this is crazy. This is absurd. Yo, Banks got to okay, go. Let me- should we I have switch a, my avatar to the raccoon? Oh no. We have not even been a week away from Juneteenth. And this is And he's already on the bullshit. That's crazy. Hey, listen. 
I said one white comedian, this man just thought, I was like, yeah, you know what, that guy, George Carlin, he was right for saying the N-word. Like, no. The fuck out of here with George Carlin. I don't so, even know who that is. Yes. You know, you don't know who George Carlin is. I at least know who George Carlin is. I know it. So, Bro, I don't know who that is. I never seen a full set. I never have any attention to. I never seen you no know, Seinfeld. He a nasty motherfucker. I don't. None of these people, man. I will. If we're going into this, I might be one of the few people on this planet who don't think Jerry Seinfeld is that funny. No, you're not. You're not. He's not funny at all. I don't get any of his at jokes. All. I don't I, like. No. Nope. I hate the I, show. The show is not funny at all. I want to run a fade with Kramer still. I'd still want to slap that nigga. I have not forgotten. Yeah, you motherfuckers. It was 14 years ago, but hey, he still can run a fade. Man, niggas, niggas act like that shit ain't happened. I ain't forgot. The North remembers, nigga. He got up on what that stage. It was called everybody a nigga. And then the dude in the crowd, that's uncalled for. That's very LAS. If, if I'm going to keep it a buck, it's a lot of people that come from different parts of the country and they go to LA and then they really have a high pitch voice. Like, bro, your voice is not that high pitch, but you know, they start getting around the Yakuza and they start changing a little bit once they get to the Valley and Hollywood area. Fuck that guy. That's all it's I just, all, it's just all the, it's probably just all the coke they're doing out there. You know how they get down. And you're going out there to do coke with them. Okay. Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, hey. Oh, <laughs> oh bye-bye. Okay. I don't know. Hey, I just like, wanted, to point, I wanted to point that out. Oof, you wildin'. I'm wildin'? Yo, yeah. people do people do coke. People do uh, all types of uh, drugs that I don't condone. Look, man, I don't condone uh, a lot of drugs. I condone weed, and that's really about it. Everything else is, like, out of my realm because it makes you do, like, wild shit from what I've heard from other people. Like, shrooms and acid and all that other shit. Nah, y'all got that. I'm good. I never told you about the time uh, a Yakubian asked me for meth in a, in a club. Oh, I got to kill him. And it, no, I need to hear this story. It, it's a, and it, honestly, it's not even a, a, it's not a long story. It's nothing crazy. It's just like I was at the, because you know, my, my boy's DJ. So this was like, I don't know, like maybe six, six seven years ago. Um, and this dude just comes by the stage. And he's like calling me over. I'm, th- I'm just thinking it's like another white dude who just wants a request. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So he's like, yo, you got any glass? And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yo, you got any glass? And I'm like, yo, who the fuck is glass? Like, what's the, n-? and I'm so oblivious that I'm like, yo, what's the name of this song? Uh, and he goes, no, glass, like meth. And I was like, if you don't get the fuck out of my face with this shit, He's like, oh, sorry, bro. I didn't know. And I'm like, well, didn't know what? Like, I, I questioned myself that night of like, do I look like a nigga who keeps meth on him? <laughs> but that's the type of shit. You are. do, but I'm not going to say. Uh, wow. I'm not going to say anything else about it. Wow. Wow. I'm going to put this uh, as a poll on the on the on the social media. Does Doug look like a nigga who might sell meth? Yo, first of all, I've been noticing that you've been making tweets, and I, I like logged on Twitter like sometime this past weekend. I was like, "Yo, the fuck is he doing?" I told you, it, <laughs> like, was it so wasn't any, it wasn't anything crazy, but I was just like, he's really been tweeting, and I had no idea. I slowly 
told you that this was going to happen. There's going to be a hostile takeover one day. And Go for it, bro. I'm going to really let some, I'm not going to let any tweets off. I promise I won't damage the brand as much as I've probably done already, but it's all good. No, the brand is very strong. Don't worry. The brand is very strong. Um, now it's not the time, bro, to be out here tweeting. You see, they get motherfuckers out the paint left and right more than. Oh, they getting motherfuckers out the paint left and right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, uh, wrestling Twitter is uh, a very wild place, but now we are discovering that wrestlers and the wrestling industry in general is a very wild place. Um, I think the biggest thing from I don't know the past like week or two or whatever the fuck has been the whole Matt Riddle thing, which is crazy because uh, I don't know how he still was. Not edited out of a uh, SmackDown on Friday, <laughs> so like I'm I'm confused. Like all these wrestlers are showing that they are nasty, disgusting, can't be trusted, uh, misogynistic, pedophiles, all types of like anything under the sun that you can think. Like that is what it is. Uh, that's what it's coming out to be. We got we got Matt Riddle. We got Sammy G. I don't know how to say his fucking last name, and I'm not gonna butcher his last name but that clown ass dude we got joey ryan which i don't understand why people didn't understand that joey ryan was a nasty motherfucker anyway um but that's neither here nor there um then we have uh david star we got a bunch of motherfuckers that's just being uh nasty and moving crazy and the speaking out thing is a very wonderful but heartbreaking thing to see on the uh, twitters so like what, what do you guys think what do you like just give me some thoughts. Let's talk about it. Go ahead, Doug. I'm gonna let you go first. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna save his energy for the last. Uh, it's weird because I I don't initially remember how this all started, but I do think it started Friday, uh, and I didn't even realize what happened until I was checking the Discord chat, and then I see like Matt Riddle's trending. But apparently, I think David Starr was the first one that was ousted. Um, it was a hashtag, basically, of just speaking out. Uh, the UK scene, I, it seems like it's primarily UK indie scene. Um, not really much state size, so maybe that's why it hasn't gotten much attention. But basically... Uh, bunch of women and the disgusting part is that it's across all ages um came out over the weekend and basically outed a bunch of wrestlers not even just wrestlers wrestlers promoters managers jim Cornette, one of them uh, that jim Cornette shit was nasty fucking nasty uh just just overall just filth about uh Sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape, you name it, it happened. Um, Riddle was, I think, for WWE's sake, the biggest one that was out there. Um, at, I do remember initially they were not. He was being heavily promoted for SmackDown that week. And then throughout the day, there was no mention of him. Like he was taken off their website. I do remember that. And then he reappeared. I think from all things that I'm seeing, it looks like it's just because he's lawyering up. Um, they did mention that apparently he used to date this girl and there's like some history of stalking, whatever, but um, obviously there's always two sides and there's, there's zero reason to discredit what she's saying. I just think because of 
him being lawyered up that's probably be what's keeping him on tv um i still haven't even honestly watched smackdown it feels a little weird uh but i from what i've heard it would have been really hard for them to edit him out per se uh, but I would say he's he's safe off the off the sense of like for now, just because he's like he's probably lowering it up. Um, UK W NXT UK, you know some nasty motherfuckers. I saw that they got rid of Jack Gallagher. I mean that man ain't been right since he got that tattoo, so it's it's not surprising. Uh, so Jordan Devlin on some nasty shit. Uh, I don't know his name, but they're I, I don't even know if he's like a luchador in NXT UK, but he wears the mask with the horns and it's kind of weird. Uh, I'll look up his name just to respect out of respect for him later. Um, it's sad. It's it's disheartening. Um, Sammy Guerrero, fuck that guy. I think that kind of puts my nail in the coffin. I'm just like even trying to really fuck with AEW because like a lot of these dudes were connect are connected to that brand in some way whether they're part of it uh i think i saw not just sammy um jimmy havoc who AEW decided to center rehab uh over this and i don't get why you go to rehab for this um sam guevara who they suspended and are sending to sensitivity training i don't know what world you live in where you say i want to rape sasha banks is a joke but that's a world that i'm not trying to live in so fuck them for that and it's crazy because like he kind of got like the this is you treatment on social media because it started out with um them tweeting about ratings and then i think smackdown had beat out AEW. so sasha had tweeted that they're better than the sex gods and chris jericho retweeted it and tried to put some bullshit statistic about ratings and stuff and it's just like man go home old man but then sammy Guevara tweets out that infamous photo of ricochet with the long hair like standing next to triple h and basically tries to make that joke of like sasha like sasha brings and ricochet look alike but like you know a corny joke when you see it like if that was in high school he's getting roasted at the cafeteria table for that shit for that cornball shit and if i've learned anything about wrestling Twitter is that at least for Sasha, she's got stands a little bit. Like on some like No, there's no a little bit. There's a lot. They will literally try to hurt you in real life. On uh, on some Nicki Minaj shit. No. On like on some yeah. Barb shit. So niggas are weird. They I mean I guess it worked out in their favor this time because that they found that podcast from I think it's from twenty sixteen. And it's not even like it's in the first 10 minutes. And he's he had a tryout at the PC. And he just come out and says, yeah, I'm at, I was at the PC. I saw Shasha Banks. I want to rape her. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of wild? Like, you can say, I'm a, I love Sasha Banks, right? I think, come on. How many times does Kayla know? Like, Kayla, hey, Kayla, in case you're hearing this, I love you, girl. Like, you can do that. You don't say, I want to rape someone like you're out of pocket for that uh and then i ain't gonna say much about joey ryan but like who's surprised who's surprised all things considered the gimmick and all of that who's surprised that he was doing this shit um 
I hope, I don't know what happens. I think there's a lot you need to question about like what happens on the indie scene and like this whole boys being boys shit. I'm wondering if it's because it's primarily in the UK that it's not as much of a big issue here media wise, or maybe we just got so much going on and you're not paying attention, but I do, it's not like being covered by like ESPN or anything like that. I think maybe if it hits more and hopefully it doesn't like more stateside wide superstars and maybe it'll gather more attention, but it doesn't seem like media wise here is being taken seriously, but um, stay the fuck away from these women and give them their space, bro. Like that's it. Like these women don't deserve this shit. These women are trying to come in here, make themselves stars, be regular. And now you guys are putting them into these situations where you're forcibly throwing yourself on them. Like I hope, especially someone like Joey Ryan, like you should, the, what wrestling promotion is going to take him? And trust me, there's going to be a promotion that's going to bring him in. It's going to be a promotion that brings a lot of these people. And that's the real trash part. Like they're going to continue somehow, some way to get into the ring and people are going to take them in. And there's definitely going to be people that are like, Oh no, we forgive him. And he didn't do anything wrong and all of that. Like Marty Squirrel coming out yesterday and basically admitting that he raped a 16 year old, but he's trying to say, Oh, it was consensual. Like, she was 16, you fucking... Wait, 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 wait. Run that back, run that back, run that back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Run that yeah, back, yeah, yeah. run that back. He, Are you saying this came people. out today or like... No, this came out, this was yesterday. Marty Scrolls was yesterday. He, he put oh, it, no, to, took right. it to the notes app. He took it to the notes app and was like, this happened, but it was consensual. And it's just like, bro, she was 16. Right. Uh, just like... I don't know what kind of sicko shit they be on out there, but like, and don't get it confused. Velveteen got brought up again, and I WD got to fix that shit. I I don't I don't know if it takes charges or like him being arrested. But there is no him, uh, there is no fixing that shit. He got he got to fucking go. He got to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw some. I was a fan of his, like everybody, man, but he got he got to go. Yeah, that man got that man got a big problem. I saw some shit about Austin Theory too, with like a. A thirteen-year-old or some shit like that. I'm just like, you. Yeah, what oh, the? God, bro. <laughs> bro, this, this, just—it's all nasty. Like nothing has. And then even to the point of like, Keith. Did you, like I don't know if you guys saw like Keith Lee's story yesterday about like what happened to him. Uh, and Keith Lee was essentially, essentially roofied. Um, he had, I guess, he didn't name who who she was, but. They, him and a group went out for like karaoke and then she was trying to like pull up, I guess. And he was obviously, he was like, no, like I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm not trying to make a pass. I'm just trying to kick it, have fun. And then he goes to the bathroom. He comes back, she buys drinks. And that's the last thing that he remembers. He's like, yo, after that, things got, things got woozy. And then next thing you know, I'm waking yeah, up in that. my hotel room naked. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on in this in like in the indie wrestling culture that like this shit is kind of like fraternalized in a sense, it seems like, because there aren't, and I think especially for like the last few years of like indie wrestling being on the rise, like outside of Cody, the Bucks, and Kenny, there aren't many 
most of these dudes are like your top guys. I just don't happen to be in WWE. Like, I mean, Riddle's part of it. I think I, I saw Osprey. I, I think was mentioned. Joey Ryan, Marty Scroll. Um, these are a lot of guys that have been stand or in some sense for like making anything popping again. When it's like, all right, now you see how they're going about it, and it's just like, what the what in the entire fuck is going on? I like to point out that uh, the majority of these people are uh, of the uh, European Anglo-Saxon denomination. I just want to point that out. Just point that out. Those niggas. For what it's worth, I have I have not I have not heard anyone call out any black people outside outside of, of outside of Velveteen. The blacks have been safe because we don't partake in uh in that type of you know behavior at least in in this industry. And again, that's a that's a rabbit hole that I'm not sure uh, I have enough or we have enough time to really discuss because men in general have a lot of work to do. But uh, Banks, you've been you've been looking like you have a lot to say, and I'm 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 interested to hear your thoughts on all of this. I'm trying to phrase everything the best way I can, man. But at the same time, I don't give a fuck. I'm 31 years old and I'm new to the industry, so what the fuck y'all gonna do to me? I already live life. I'm from South Central LA. I ain't seen shit y'all ain't seen. So that's the problem. A lot of these motherfuckers never ran a fade. They never been around stuff where your life is on the line. That's why they do shit like this. And it's the entertainment industry as a whole. It's a lot of nasty motherfuckers. Like I, I used to be in the film industry as well. And you, it's way worse there, believe it or not. I wasn't around a person, but you hear the stories from women. And you hear what's going on and it's just it's wild so in this industry i could talk about a little bit more because i'm more hands-on involved with it these motherfuckers is nasty bro i'm seeing it at my level and a lot of these motherfuckers they talk to you however they're going to talk to you it's a lot of motherfuckers that just they'll talk to you any type of way not knowing your background and then if you want to go a route that you want to go that you know from your upbringing, then it's like, oh, well, the scary black man. It's like, fam, I'm five foot ten. Relax. But besides that, even on this level, you see, you just hear people sleeping with each other, fucking around. This person did this. And it's like, it's it's not professional. It's called professional wrestling, but motherfuckers aren't professional. I don't care. My main thing is I don't care if you work at Wendy's, bro. Keep your motherfucking hands to yourself. Leave these women alone. That's it, bro. Like, you don't... I'll get to the kid part later, because I got to hold anybody that fuck with kids. You, you got to get another type of treatment. But that's besides... That's where I'm going to next. It just, do. it's just a lot of these people, I think they just have this constructive idea that maybe they won't make it. But if you put in your hard work into your craft or what's perceived to be hard work because if you're working your ass off you don't have time to do stupid shit like this or if you know you're gonna make it you chill out just chill the fuck out like bro you don't have to do that i don't care like i said if you work at wendy's or whatever the case may be you don't have to be that demented when it comes to a woman you talk to her she don't want to go okay fine leave it the fuck alone bro just you gotta have a respect factor. I was raised around women. 
So I have a certain respect factor. But even if I wasn't raised around women, you still have the same mindset. Like, bro, just leave them the fuck alone, bro. If you talk, you talk. You ain't always, you don't always have to flirt with a woman that you find attractive. Just fucking talk. Just be a normal motherfucking human being. Now, these dudes that's up there in the industry, like the nasty motherfuckers, Joey Ryan and all them, or whoever that's talking to young women, young dudes, whatever, them motherfuckers need to go to jail or worse. This this a podcast, so I can't say what I think should happen. I just have zero tolerance for anybody that talks to kids, bro. Like you 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 just demented on a whole nother level. It's just you no, know, I don't these motherfuckers, I think they just because they feel like these incels give them power on the internet or give them power at a show and try to defend them that they think they can't be touched. History has shown even emperors have been touched. Motherfucker, you can be touched. I don't care if you're 220, 6'2, whatever the fucking case may be. It's going to come a time where, and it's some, well, it's fortunate, unfortunate, whatever side of the coin you look at it, where one of these dudes going to fuck around to somebody's sister, somebody's daughter, and then that's going to be their ass. And then everybody, well, we got to stop this crime and all this. No, motherfucker, you should be cognizant to what you do. Every single person on this planet from the time you're eight or above you should be kind of sent to don't touch the stove if it's hot don't do this don't do that because every action has a reaction it's that that's basically all i have really on it it's just do leave these women alone bro if she don't want to talk leave her alone it goes without saying about the kids you just motherfucker you need to get your ass beat you need to get i'm all for the violence when it comes to kids you need to get some type of jail time or get your ass kicked when it comes to that because somebody you mess up somebody baby it's gonna get bad i'm all for violence period fuck all the bullshit i want no, violence hey. all the fucking time let's go I want I'm violence with you all the fucking time like like Especially you said when you come mess with, around with somebody baby man like no nah, when it come to kids hey man because i and this is this is something I, i've spoken with people just about all the time and it's like yo i got kids myself i can only imagine if like something like that would happen with one of my kids. Hey man, just go ahead and get my bail money ready. Go ahead and get my bail money ready. I'm not even wasting no fucking time, bro. Cause I, I I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the patience. I can't understand it. I can't fathom it. And by no means am I saying I'm a perfect person. But there is a certain like there's certain ethics, morals, and values, and just shit that you know ain't right. You don't fucking you don't mess with kids. You don't be nasty and, and, and disrespectful and, and all that other shit to women. You don't do these things. And I don't understand why people can't they can't grasp that concept. It's not a difficult concept. Me and my boy uh Eve, um shout out Black Announce Table. We talk about oh, yeah, this all the time. We talk about this all the time and it's like niggas don't know how to take no for an answer. When a chick tells them no, it's just like Oh, they got to feel like they got to force themselves or do this, that, and the third to get what they want. And it's like, bro, women don't have to do shit with you that they don't want to do. So they tell you, no, just keep it pushing. It's okay to get rejected, bro. It's okay to get rejected. It's okay to get your shot blocked. It's okay to get stopped at the goal line. It's okay. It's okay. It's 7 billion plus people on this on this planet, bro. There's somebody else out there for you. If she don't want to do it, don't make her do it. Like, you bro, just... 
my fault to cut you off. That's, Go ahead, man. It. Yeah, that's basically it. Like, motherfuckers just don't know how to take no for an answer. Everybody get curved. I don't, I, you can't name a man who hasn't been curved. Hell, if somebody worth $100 million, they might not get curved as much as somebody would if a dollar, but they get curved. It's like, dude, you don't, if she say no, I've been at parties in LA where I'm from, day parties, and you see motherfuckers be wilding because a girl told them no. Like, can I buy you a drink? That's a big no-no anyway. Anytime I want to buy a woman a drink, you have to come with me. So you can see the bartender pour that motherfucker. Because I don't I don't want you to think I'm doing nothing wild. But motherfuckers just don't know how to say no. I get told no when I talk to women. That's fine. What the fuck I'm going to do? Like, uh, uh, no, nah, we, we ain't in middle school no more. Just keep it pushing. You a grown-ass man, bro. And the shit that kills me is the niggas that see their homies acting all wild and don't check the shit. It doesn't, like, you don't get absolved from any wrongdoing if you watching your man moving crazy and you not saying nothing about it. Just because you not the one being told no, if you letting your man wild out and he gets told no, you just, you an enabler too, bro. You an enabler too. And niggas got to understand that if your man's moving crazy, if he gets rejected or if a woman don't want to fuck with him, Hey, you got to check him. And a lot of people, I think that it's just not the wrestling industry or any industry that, that, you know, involves money. It's just, you know, personal beliefs and, you know, personal relationships. I think that a lot of niggas be moving, be moving crazy and letting their mans do something because they don't want to mess up a relationship or they don't want to mess up a check or do this, that, and the third. And what that shows me and what this, what everything, you know, in the past couple weeks, past couple months, you know, year or two or so is showing me is that, People don't have any morals. They don't have values. They don't. They don't want to stand ten toes down on anything. This shit is so wishy-washy that, oh, I'm not gonna say something to this person, to that person, even though it's wrong because this may fuck up a check or opportunity somewhere down the road. Nah, bro, you gotta you gotta stand ten ten down on anything that you see is wrong. And like I said, by no means am I perfect on anything, but anybody knows me that if if you know somebody moving crazy in my circle i'm calling you out about it even myself i'm i'm the type of person if i do something wrong call me out on it tell me about the shit because i want to know I, i'm not trying to move far. i'm not trying to move with you know crazy or anything but niggas won't do that like it takes a lot of self-reflection it takes a lot of uh you know accountability and people want to that's what it boils down to people don't want to be accountable people do not want to be accountable and now the motherfuckers are getting called out i feel like half of it is people are being scared you know about what the fuck is going on and the other half is just like uh, i mean we see it happening but what the fuck we gonna do about it what can we really change like this shit is it, it's disgusting man niggas gotta know just keep your hands off women accept the word no don't fuck with kids you know live life right niggas is out here moving disgusting moving nasty shit is is, is wild it's very angry Motherfuckers just don't don't want to go to work. It's that's it, man. Like anything you do, treat it as if it's a job. Just take your ass to work, go home, get your money, go home, bro. Don't be out here trying to use your fame, use your fortune, whatever like that. Just be a predator. Ain't no fucking room for that shit. And like you were saying, coach, it's just like morality is dying. Motherfuckers getting desperate. Ain't nobody getting checks, especially because how the world is going right now. So they really like fuck it. And then, like you said, check your man. If you're around me and you wildin', I'm going to snatch your ass up and tell you don't be doing that because you're going to both get us in trouble off some stupid shit you're doing. Right. You can't fuck up my money. No, sir. 
No, sir, don't fuck up my money. <laughs> you get caught, coach. If I get a, if I, I swear to God, don't let me ever get a DM about you. Feds, B. I just gotta call the feds. Call the feds, man. Call the feds. Call the feds in, man. Call and like, I'm, I'm also like, I'm not even a fan of like these apology statements because I'm very much like, come on, man. You only, you only on the notes app because people found out. Like, mm -hmm. this is not something that has been sitting on your conscience for years, right? Like. Most of these stories have similar things. They assaulted me. I called them out. They blocked me. They kept me from getting work at other shows. And then they just continuing on. These are like, like some of these stories were just so disheartening because it was like women who like legit wanted to be wrestlers and found someone that would train them. But then it turns out you're only training because you're trying to fuck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I just saw it from a place I left. I'm going to keep it a book. I want to call these motherfuckers out. I'm going to wait and see if they ever say some shit about me. I'm going to get on these motherfuckers' heads. And, bro, no, I'll pull up on them. The same thing happened at a place like this. They just be training these young girls just to be on some weird old shit. You know what I mean? Get their money. They $200 a month. But they really not training them. They be like, oh, if you want to take some private lessons. This motherfucker's just, just sick. My fault, Doug. Go ahead, brother. Nah, you straight. You straight, bro. You straight. You cool. Like, that was, that was really for me. Like, I just... They, they, there's something that when uh, hopefully there's a day where like all oh, this comes to light and it's all done but like wrestling community as a whole promotions are really gonna have to look themselves in the mirror about this right because like i don't care how popular he's been i don't see how you allow joey ryan and that gimmick to be in any of your promotions when his finishing move is literally man or woman putting their hands on his dick like that is just a creepy finishing move in general right like the fact that you you're someone who is like oh well i guess he brings in money and he brings in revenue like no money ain't worth everything bro because now look at you like you're looking stupid now like tna looking wild trash because half of these people including joey ryan are on their roster and TNA, you already had your shit with Tessa. And I think Tessa was someone who, like, apparently knew about some of these things and just didn't speak up on it. Like, it's a mess entirely. So, like, I hope at some point they get their shit together. I hope WWE, I hope for their sake that I guess it's good that it's only your UK brand. I don't know what you do with that UK brand. You might as well just let Walker and Imperium and, I don't know, Cesaro run it for, like, a year to save face. But... It's gonna get quiet. It's gonna get nasty. It's it's but you you know what it is too. It's the it's the powers that be. It's a bunch of old ass white Republican motherfuckers that's nasty, and they come from a bloodline of other nasty motherfuckers. So it, it's really gonna take something like this for it to change. But will it? No, because a lot of these motherfuckers don't even like their own daughters, and that's your daughter. They look like you. They don't like their own moms. Oh, we don't want to. You know what? Fuck it. I'm here today. I'm here. Yeah, today. let's go. Let's talk about. I'm fucking. Let's here talk today. about. Like we really gotta gotta understand that a lot of this shit won't change until shit gets burnt to the fucking ground. And whether we talking about the Black Lives Matter shit, whether we talking about the speaking out shit, a lot of this will not change until we burn shit down. I am all about the fucking violence.
because this isn't shit that just, you know, happened last week. This isn't shit that, you know, they they didn't know beforehand. This is learned behavior. This is generational behavior. This is, you know, great, 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 great grandparents to where we are in this generation now. This is hundreds of years of learned fucking behavior this isn't just gonna stop because motherfuckers are saying shit i'm glad people are saying shit i'm glad people are doing stuff about it but at the end of the day we have to understand that this shit has to be burnt to the fucking ground otherwise the same shit that's been happening which is people will slap band-aids over something and keep it pushing thinking that oh if we just fix the middle it'll be all right it won't collapse completely. No, when you build some shit and you have things happen, you know, upon a shaky ground, you can only fix the middle and fix the top for so long before you realize maybe the foundation's fucked up and maybe we need to tear this shit down and re-fucking build it. But the problem with that is a lot of the systems, a lot of the programs, a lot of the ideology, I, I can't even fucking say the word right now, ideologies, there we go. A lot of the ideologies and a lot of the belief systems that are in place have been in place for so long that people are scared to tear them down. People are scared to change them. People are scared to do something new because, again, it might fuck up a check. It might fuck up a relationship. It might fuck up something that's very close to them. And they don't want to do that even though they know it's right. People will rather save their checks, save their opportunities, you know, save whatever they want to save outside of doing something that's right and that's what this boils down to a lot of this shit that we you know we see happening now we got we got nascar speaking out what was this just last week oh nascar was you know they banned confederate flags and everybody's like oh nascar blah, 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 this that and the third but yesterday we got a report coming out that nascar didn't find anything wrong or you know the fbi said that the the noose that was hanging up in the garage was you know it had always been there and this that and the third why are we praising these white people why are we praising these people for doing shit that's right when all they're gonna do is not change shit they're not gonna fix anything they're doing shit for the photo op. Things are happening for the photo op. And until we really take things, take matters into our own hands and, you know, burn this shit down to the ground and really rebuild it, things aren't going to change. And I want people to understand that. I am very pro-violence. I am very pro-shit needs to change. Like, this peaceful shit is not going to fucking work. It's not going to fucking work because the only language that people, you know, in those positions of power understand is violence. The only language that they understand is doing shit wrong. It's fucking people over. You have to understand these things. When you do the peaceful thing and you, you know, you do things, quote unquote, the right way, you're playing into the rules that they want you to play by because they created them. They didn't do those things to get to where they are. They fucked over people. They hurt people. They used violence. They did whatever they had to do to get into that position. And now you, you think that by, you know, being peaceful and doing shit the quote unquote right way that it's going to get done. No, that's not how it's going to work. If you want shit to happen, you have to tear it down and then start fresh. Then you can create these rules together brand new to where if things want to get done, it has to be done the right way. But it's not going to happen if you want things to change. And I need people to understand that. You should have seen my face when I saw last week that uh, Pepsi was finally addressing like Aunt Jemima. And like we've seen the research and we see how much it's brought. Like, 
nigga, this shit been here 131 years, and you mean to tell me now, now, Aunt Jemima is a problem that you gotta go get rid of, and now you gotta get rid of Uncle Ben, and now you gotta get rid of Creamo Weed. Although, keep my nigga Creamo Weed. That's my that's my guy. Right? He he ain't doing no wrong. He's just chilling in the kitchen doing his thing. You're like. Now, all of a sudden, Aunt Jemima's a problem. Like, if y'all don't get the fuck out of here with this shit, um, you don't get points for that in my world. You don't get points for doing the obvious, right? Like, if they really wanted to, like, really fix some shit, do the right thing, bro. Give people right, rep- give people their reparations, build some statues that aren't Confederate leaders, you can even start with everyone who's killed an innocent black person in the last five, six years, throw all the motherfuckers in jail and go solve all those cases. Cause yeah, we arrested George Floyd, but let's go find out how many people are still walking these streets, right? How many people are still walking these streets, going shopping in the Whole Foods next to me, knowing that they probably killed a cop or probably killed an innocent black person. Like you, you can't do that. I think it was pretty telling um, I don't know if you guys saw the Chappelle episode on Netflix, but like the, a guy pulls him over uh, one night, lets him go. Next day, kills an innocent black man. Like that's the world we live in, right? It also shows a lot that since George Floyd, there's been the cops haven't stopped. Police brutality has not stopped. Like, and then they get mad when we're like, "You niggas ain't shit." We see it in New York City right now. And now all of a sudden lynching's back and we're calling it suicide. Like they're asking for the worst and it's only going to get worse at this rate. And it's kind of one of those things, I guess, in the words of like Harry and Cross, like TikTok, because shit's going to get real negative real soon. And I ain't mad at it, bro. Like these are the same group of people that, try to make it seem like Dr. King was just peaceful. Nah, Dr. King would wanted those hands, right? The same people that don't really champion Malcolm, right? The FBI says they didn't find the news. The FBI is also the same group of people that killed Martin Luther King. Who am I supposed to believe here? These are the same people that go out and tweet, happy MLK day. Um, I saw the other day about like on the anniversary of like, or is it, I don't know if it's Huey Newton's birthday or Huey Newton's uh, anniversary of his death, but apparently cops go there and they shoot at his tombstone uh, as as like an honor or some shit. And I was like, the fuck is these niggas on? And the same thing with like with Emmett Till's statue, like they had to, it kept getting torn down to the point that they had to build a new one and make it bulletproof. And it's like, this is the world we live in. I think it was just this, I think yesterday in Long Island, another black person was found hanging buy a tree in a park and then over the weekend it was someone in washington heights it's just like you're telling me to not be angry and to be peaceful but you're also laughing in my face with your actions make it make sense it don't make sense and it won't make sense oh these motherfuckers is not human bro this is not human behavior patterns to keep something going on because you hate somebody that's better than you and you continuously do the same tactics that was done to our ancestors that's it that's not normal behavior it's so heavy programming that you motherfuckers doing the same thing that was done 500 years ago at this point 
nothing surprises me that happens. Like I tell people, like this life shit, nothing surprises me that happens. You know, to, to come from poverty and you know be thousand miles away from home, and then you still see the same shit that goes on, and it happens not only from these white motherfuckers, some of these Spanish motherfuckers, but I won't get into that. And then y'all see. Oh no, we can, we can, because that's something that also needs to be discussed. It's just like it's not like. It's just white people that are racist too. You have other minorities that you know that adopt those same mentalities, those same beliefs that uh, that white people have. You have Hispanics that hate black people. You have Asians that hate man. Asians are the closest thing to white people that you can get. Yeah, Godfrey talked about it. I don't know if y'all fans of Godfrey, but he uh, talked about it, and then he was on Vlad, and then they talked about it again. How he was getting threats about that, but. The guy is smart, so he preferred his statement again, saying it the same way. But you can only tell motherfuckers what they want to hear half the time. You could tell them straight out with facts. You can give them a full opinion that's factual. You can give them a whole statement. You can give them historical facts. You can give them everything, but motherfuckers go by their own logic. And that's what's going on right now. People going off their own logic of, I hate you. Okay. Why the fuck do you hate me? Oh, I don't know. Okay, that's some evil shit that's coming from you that you got from your great grandpappy who wasn't shit. That your before him, all these motherfuckers is now riding in hell. You got that from them, and you still mad at a group of people that's just trying to make it. I think that what I want people to do, like when they encounter these situations, right? I think that if you ask black people why they don't like another race right specifically white people they can tell you why they don't like white people i can tell you why i don't like white people i can't but when it comes to people not liking black people if you ask them why do you hate us why do you think you're better than us they probably won't have a legitimate reason i matter of fact i'll change that they won't have a legitimate reason why they don't like us because there is no reason there is no reason to hate us because nothing on this planet, especially nothing in American culture, exists without black people. Like my my thing is like take away take away sports, right? Take away all the black people from sports. These sports that they want to come back. Baseball, hockey, football, basketball. Take away all the black people. Right? What the fuck are you gonna have? Watch how trash that shit is. You don't like even got the most popular music on the planet. Take black people away from that. They don't have music. Don't have you don't have no, anything. It, 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 like we've been learning historical facts about what we've been creating in the past fifty years alone, let alone now. I saw you can't it, be uh, a TikTok doing dances without us. My fault. Go ahead, Doug. Fuck, fuck TikTok. Nah, you, you sure? I saw it the other day. Of uh, like, it was and it it was more it was more it was actually all about black women of like ten black women inventions and it's like black women invented the tam like the tampon, like we're not even you can if take away that the sports and entertainment we're just talking about like life shit like a black woman invented the GPS like what have we done except accelerate your life. Uh, and then you even bring up sports. The NHL now basically just said said that we invented hockey. 
Like that that didn't go unnoticed. I saw that shit, and it was just like, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean there was this league in Nova Scotia of black skaters, and you basically took that and you created hockey, and now all of a sudden this is coming out from y'all? If y'all don't get this shit the fuck, especially knowing how well they how trash they actually treat their black athletes in the NHL, for them to act like this is our sport and we made this. Like I was always under the impression that maybe hockey was just this white sport that was just like kind of like swimming and kind of like soccer that, and apparently this is just an American thing where it's too, it's too expensive for people of color to participate in because of like the systematic racism and like the economic economics of it. And then it just turns out, nah, Y'all just ran with it and just made it your own thing, but you don't even have it without us. It's just like, it's it's like my man Dognificant said, like, what did he do to make niggas so mad? And like, we don't know, bro. And like, I kind of had to accept it over the weekend that like, I'm never gonna know what I did to piss these niggas off. And niggas are never gonna know what we did as people to piss people off. We Bro, we shit. was minding our motherfucking businesses back in the motherland, bro. Minding our fucking business. And they came and was like, oh shit, these niggas is dark. Let me go bother them. Let me try to use them for something. We ain't bothering no fucking body. We not bothering no fucking body now. Everything that we touch, we make fucking greater. But yeah, here you go, want to be fucking white and, and, and disgusting and pale and sunburned and want to fucking bother us. For fucking what? We wash our body, we wash our legs, we contribute great things. We give you music, we give you quality sports, we do all the great things. And what the fuck do you give us in return? Hot dogs. Fucking hot dogs. There will be nothing that white people have given us outside of fucking hot dogs. Which I might add, I love a good glizzy, okay? I'm a glizzy lover, okay? Burnt, gl- burnt glizzies dressed up. Give me Look, give me four Glocks right now. I'm good to go. But what I'm saying is, is that nothing happens without <laughs> black people. And all we were doing beforehand was minding our fucking business. Yet you come along and want to bother us. That's all we ever do. We don't go into white spaces looking for fucking trouble. But every fucking time shit happens, y'all go into our space, coming to our spaces, coming to our culture, looking for fucking trouble, looking to, you know, project yourselves onto us. For what? We could give a fuck about white people. We don't need you. We do not need you white motherfuckers, yet you all need us. And that's the problem. You hate us because you ain't us. I hate using that cliche, but it's fact. White people need us so much and that's why they hate us because they they want to not hate. They, They want to not need us, but they can't because they can't do shit without us. Before we got into the NBA, basketball was fucking trash. Nobody's watching fucking Bob Cousy play fucking basketball 48 minutes of fucking game. He stunk. Bob Cousy was ass. You look at the fucking NFL. Nobody's watching uh, 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 fucking, I don't know, fucking Sonny Jurgensen or something. Barstar's fucking ass. Uh, uh, Imagine having a truth between Barstar and fucking Mike Vick. Imagine that. A fucking imagine that. Like, come on. Nobody was... Baseball, bro. Baseball. Baseball. I'm not going to lie. Babe Ruth, his fucking swing was trash. He was a fat, ugly bastard. Okay? I'm not watching Babe Ruth over fucking Barry Bonds. No fucking way. Like, this shit is disgusting. Babe Ruth was kind of fire, though. 
Babe a fat, ugly fuck. He just plays for the Yankees, bro. I know, but that kind of makes it fire because he didn't have nobody going against. Man, no, he just killed it. Motherfucker was hitting home runs off a of, off a of fucking goddamn postman who was throwing seventy miles an hour. The fuck out of here! Imagine Babe Ruth against a Rodas Chapman. Rodas Chapman would have had that nigga sitting down looking fucking silly. Get out of here, man! Babe Ruth wasn't hitting no hundred hundred six mile power fastball. The fuck out of here, man! Yo, look, Ken Griffey would have had motherfucking uh, what's his what's dude's name? Oh fuck, the fucking Ty Cobb, Cy Young. Ken Griffey would have put them niggas pitches in the motherfucking seats, man. Get out of here, bro. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> And just quick, white people quick just, shout just... Quick shout outs to Griffey. Did you <sighs> he has a Griffey. documentary on MLB TV? Does he? But, uh, for, yeah, he does. They just did it for Father's Day. Um, okay. I didn't I haven't watched it yet, but he's giving a documentary. But you know me, you know what's fuck the Yankees on this podcast because it's it's Red Sox Nation over here. Big fuck uh, the Yankees. Raise baseball. But Griffey apparently there was a situation where I think Griffey's dad played for the Yankees at one point. Um, and he was, they was hanging out one day and then they told Griffey that he couldn't have his son with him on third base. And they were like, but why? And then it turns out that they had someone else there with his kid at third base who was white. And at that point, Griffey Jr. was like, oh, I'm never playing for this team. Uh, and I didn't I didn't watch the whole documentary, but there's, there's the clip they show is like he's at Yankee Stadium and he's like, Yo man, you gotta sign for the Yankees. He's like, No, like I'm never working for I'm never playing for this team. Uh and then he also said, if they offered me the biggest contract, I'm walking away from the game. I'm not playing for them. He was like, I'll never play for this team. And I was like, I love that energy. So shout out to Griffey. No, it Griffey definitely an innovator for me. You know, I, I remember that's who got me into baseball. Like, I still watch baseball. I'm an Angels fan. So, and that's the OC. I'll just leave it at that. If anybody from LA that's listening, you'll understand. But no, Griffey is the reason why I got into baseball. So, I didn't know that story. I know his pops played, and I, I, he was with the Yankees for a second. So, it goes back to it. You know, they used to complain about Griffey when he used to, Junior, when he used to have a hat to the bat. And then when he got them fire sneakers, they was like, "Well, hey, they had sneakers." Man, look, had the hat to the back. They had the uh, they did the fucking the alternate jerseys, but he had the fucking the cutoffs and shit like that. Look, man, look, man, it, it was a different time. It's just it's so frustrating. Well, no, I take that back. It's not frustrating. It's not frustrating. It's annoying. It's, it's annoying and it's tiring. But I'm gonna say it like this: I laugh when 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 I see racist white people. I left. I don't even get mad anymore. It's just like you're so mad that you can't be me. I'm like, you have all this generational wealth, you have all this privilege, but yet you're still missing something and you're mad at me because I have it. You can hate on me, you can oppress me, all this good like all this good shit that you think is so fucking great. I'm just like, you're still missing something and I have it, so you don't have the total package. Meanwhile, I can get all the shit that you have. I can get all the shit that you have. But you can't get the things that I have because I'm born with it. You're not. And that's the difference between being black and being white. All the shit they have, they can acquire, right? But they can't, they can't, you know, they're not born with what they don't have. And they can't acquire that. Whereas black people, we're born with what we need. We're born with, you know, the will. We're born with the swag. We're born with the, the, 
the ability to, to, to turn nothing into something. Whereas, you know, white people, they don't have that. So we can acquire the generational wealth. We can acquire the positions that they have. It may take a little more work. It may take a little more time, but we can get to it. We can have that total package. We can achieve the total package. White people can never achieve the total package. And that's what angers them so fucking much. Because we have something that no matter what they do, no matter how much they darken their skin, no matter how many braids they put in, no matter how much they try to sound like us, dress like us, look like us, they can never be us. And that is what angers them. That is why they continue to hate us for so long. Because we have created so much and done so much that they can never outdo us. And and they're so angry about it. And I just I just laugh. I'm like, you really hate me. Like that's so funny. You're so stupid. You're a goofball. You're a bozo because you just you just can't be me. It sucks to be I walk, you. I walk around like my famous the world famous ending of my of a classic rap battle. Oh you mad because I'm styling on you. Like that's really how it is. Like correct. Even even in the sense of like, like I I troll a lot. Like since birth, I want to say so. Like I remember like in high school, like like my my school was like very like mixed mixed and like racist and shit. Um, and like girls make that stupid joke of like oh, I want to tan and I want to get like you. And I'm like you don't work hard. I've been in the game too long. Like. You can never, you can never get this, even on your best day of tanning. Like I just wake up like this. Like, just go, get your thirty minutes out in the sun and be good. But like, don't. You, this is not your. This is not your lane. This is not meant for you. There's so many things in life where like, people just ask me like, oh, how do you know this? I'm like, just black shit, yeah. Like, and I can't explain it any other way. And I think I I tried a lot to before, and lately I've just been like, I'm just tell you what it is. It's just like this some black shit. And like, you you can either learn about it or not and just accept that this ain't for you and i appreciate people who are like you know what you guys got this one and i'm like yes thank you appreciate that like you don't have to be involved in everything like i saw someone tweet on juneteenth that like we got that this year but you know next year it's gonna be super corporate and all these brands gonna want to do their shit and it's just like uh here we go someone's like make it a national holiday. I'm like, they're just going to turn it into Cinco de Mayo, right? And what's, what is the outfit that they're going to wear on Juneteenth? They're going, we already saw politicians wearing kentes and shit. That's what we're going to do on Juneteenth next year. We're going to just hit up black owned bars and do wear cats and goofies and Kumbaya and Dr. Umar next year. Like, I don't want that. I don't want that. Let's just have Juneteenth. Full Black Panther outfit, Halloween costume. <sighs> Halloween going to be Interesting this year because all the white people gonna dress up like their favorite fake black <laughs> revolutionary people. And I'll just be like, you niggas gotta go. Like, I'm dressing go. up as Umar. Fuck what y'all talking about. I'm dressing up as you, Umar. Nah, you can't do that. He already banned you. Bro, he gonna come full up on you. Yeah, but like you we gotta you you still following this man and he got you blocked. I still don't understand Wait, how you blocked me. No, I don't know. I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out for like a month now. Like, what did you say to make this nigga that man? Did you talk about his beard? Like, yo, you ain't really got the nah, bro. I don't. I didn't talk about the man. I just don't understand why he blocked me. I've done nothing but support the guy, man. Like, it, my yeah, thing, my person. thing with Umar is that he has a lot of problematic views and a lot of problematic ways to go about things. But 
what I do appreciate is that he knows his stuff when it comes to black people and he's very pro-black, right? And I think what people, what offsets, uh, you know, people about him is his problematic views and his problematic ways. But my thing is, why are you looking to one person to have all the answers and be this, you know, right figure for everything? Not everybody has everything that you're going to need. And I think that people don't like him regardless of what he says that may be correct because of these problematic ways. I'm like, everybody has problematic ways. I go talk to homeless people all the fucking time and they have things that I listen to and that I believe are true. So why are you not going to listen to something that he knows what he's talking about? And he's literally for us just because you don't believe in certain things. Now, I will say that it's like his uh, his LGBTQT views. I don't agree with and I don't I don't condone because everybody knows that I support the community I'm for the community I'm all about that so I understand if that community you know won't support him but when it comes to his views on black people and interracial relationships and stuff like that I'm like yeah I'm I'm, I'm for that I understand what he's saying like you can take you can take something from somebody without taking the entire person you can take a, a thought a viewpoint you know believe in this personal view without agreeing with something else just because you agree with something one person with something that one person says doesn't mean that you agree with everything that they say and i think that a lot of times people think that if you agree with something that one person says you agree with everything and that's not the case not everybody agrees with everything i say like my own my own lady doesn't agree with everything i say and that's fine like you don't have to you should never agree with everything that one person says you should never do that because that's not how life is. Life is dynamic. People have different views, opinions that are shaped by experiences, age, whatever the fucking case is. So to sit up here and discount the to the whole person because you don't like one view, to me, is stupid. It's just my viewpoint. I'm not speaking for anybody else. That's real. People just got to start reading more, too. I think you take something from a teacher you like. Like, I'm a big fan of Dick Gregory. Uh... A.A. Rashad, who I follow on Instagram, I'm a fan of all these people and what I've done with a lot of these people, because, you know, I'm into metaphysics and all that type of stuff. I just take what I learned from them, but I apply some of it and then I read the rest, because if you want to learn anything, it's basic concept of reading a book. It's a big fact. Niggas don't read, man. Niggas you know niggas don't read. You know, shout out to me for even buying books. I, I swear I'm gonna read them. I swear I am. I might not, but I, I swear I am. I'm gonna try because you know niggas don't read. Uh, nah, I go ahead. So you pick it up, just get ten pages in, and you be like, all right, I'm gonna keep going. I hope I do that. I promise myself I will. Um, you know what's weird? See, I just, I guess I'm from a space of just like, there's I can't put too much into anybody. Right. So like for me, like Dr. Umar is just jokes. Like I don't I never watch the live Instagram of him. All I see is the random videos that pop onto my timeline and they're fucking hilarious. That's all it is for me. Not like, a big facts. Nothing else. Nothing else. Um I Ghost, what do you, I what do you say about the little kid? What do you okay, say your about your <laughs> A is African. 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 <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's wild. Dog. But like, I was, and I'm reading it. I'm like, yo, he might be onto something there. Like, he might be onto something because, like, yo, 
we're expected to get the A's, but like that white kid could get a C and he's going to end up in Harvard, right? Like that's it's, it's got a point there. I think um, I've seen comments about like his views on other communities. I thought I saw one video about like no home or him being like no homosexuals. In here. And I was just like, oh, bro, like, what are you doing? I think, I think it's not. I think the, the twist with him and it's with a lot of people, it's just like for him, it's just like if you're going to be this champion for black people, right, which clearly he seems like he is, then the conversation shifts to, well, why isn't it all forms of black people, right? Because the only niggas I'm really not supporting is probably blacks for Trumps. I'm sorry. They just don't get nothing from me, right? Like, fuck y'all. Y'all can eat the dick. But like, so I guess for you, I like I know you do support the community. So like the toss up is just like your community, especially the community that also happens to be your black people, right? They are in that community, are not supported by that guy. So like that's where the toss up comes in the sense of like, I guess if I don't know if people question you about like supporting Dr. Umar or anything like that, but I, I can see why people would be like that against him. Because then it, tr it translates into, like, this is also Black people involved. It's kind of like him thinking, like, and I don't think he thinks that, but, like, is he trying to say that, like, Black people just aren't gay or some shit like that? Like, does he live in a world where the Africans are all heterosexual and all straight? Because then it's just like, I right, Dr. Umar, it's just kind of wild. But I'm also in the sense of, like, why would anyone take this man really seriously to heart? That's that's my view of like I don't know you, I don't know anything about you. I don't even know what you've done. Like I don't know if he's done anything for any community whatsoever. So I don't see how someone who seems to just have gotten a fame of through social media, like don't you just shouldn't really be following him. You can follow me if I'm. I can be Doctor Umar if I wanted to. Oh God. Nah, like like I was saying though, I don't take the majority of what he says seriously but when he talks about black people and certain topics on blackness if you just do your research and you you know you fact check you're able to say okay he knows what he's talking about on that aspect you see that he's very for black people again when you start getting into some of his personal views and things like that that's why i have a problem but as far as the the totality of who he is and what he wants to accomplish. I'm not mad at that. I understand where he's coming from. Like I said, he's very factual and he knows his stuff. And I think that people don't do that. So they take, they take him seriously and they don't, they don't like, I don't know. They don't really, they don't do their research. They don't fact check. And they just think that everything that he says is like, I don't fucking know. They they think it's bigger than what it is, and everything is not meant to be that way. Like, everything is not meant to be serious. I guess it's just more of like we know he's for he's for black people, right? But like if we're at the club, and this is for niggas only, with his because regardless of when people are out here being public, there's always personal views attached to it, right? So it's one of those things where like he can have a club and he can be like, this is the first black owned club, and we're only letting niggas in only. Right, only my brothers are in, and only my sisters are in. But like, just going to be a 
bisexual or a lesbian or a transgender or a gay black person that pulls up to the club thinking like, oh, this is the black club. And Dr. Uma's going to be like, you can't get in. And I think that is, I'm assuming that's where people have the problem with, because like he's saying he's for black people, but it's just like, we know how we say all can all skin folk and kin folk, but like he's kind of going that way, but like in the wrong way. Cause like if it was blacks with Trumps, I'd be like, yeah, kick the niggas out too. But like I'm gonna let the gay homies in. And he's not gonna let the gay homies in from all things I've seen. Yeah, that's a that's a big problem for me. I don't I don't fuck with uh the whole um, you know, hating on that community because again, I am very pro community. I support those uh individuals in any way, shape, or form. And that's another problem. Glad you brought that. That is another problem within our community that I really fucking hate and I wish people would get over. Like everybody looks at it as jokes and you know doesn't want to really address it. But the problem with homophobia in the black community and specifically the black male community is a very big problem for me. It is a very big problem for me. If you have a problem with with how folks live and what they want to do, that is that is ridiculous. Now I understand that people are gonna say, well, how can you say that if you don't believe in the racial relationships? Well. I'm not fucking with that. But as far as the gay community, it's just like Lee, let them let them do what they want, bro. Gay gay people in that community are some of the most wonderful human beings that you will ever meet in, in your life. And as far as homophobia think- as it relates to black people, it's so it's it's deep rooted because you grow up with the idea that homophobia is wrong. Whereas when you would see videos on TV, you would see our black brothers and sisters with white people. And that was okay. So what you're telling me is interracial relationships are okay, but homophobia is wrong. Why? So now as I'm 29, I don't I don't agree with interracial relationships because I don't agree with being somebody outside of your race that like I don't know, that really can't relate to you. And like Doug was saying, yeah, all skin folk ain't kin folk. Yes, I understand that. There's a this is a, a deeper conversation that can go on for hours and I understand that. But as far as um my point is just that we in the black community and the black male community have to really stop using we gotta stop using first of all homophobia as a slur. We have to stop saying no homo. Because why are you uncomfortable with your masculinity? Why do you have to, you know, preface something with with no homo or feel that type of way? Why? Why does it bother you? Why is it a problem if somebody is gay? Like, I don't. I don't get it. Right, absolutely. Uh, no, I, I agree with both of you, man. It's just I don't know where that comes from with him. Maybe that's some personally he's dealt with before. Not calling him, you know. He's from that community, but saying it's something that makes him say that where it's just like you're supposed to be for all Africans, but you're segregating people that don't like the same thing as you. And I agree wholeheartedly with Coach, which is, you know, a, a, a lot of us just kind of like, Ugh. you know, we grew up hearing, oh, that's gay or this and that. And as you get older, you're like, hey, brother, these people be turned up. Like, and I'm from LA too, man. <laughs> You don't know who is who until you're around. And then you're like, right. all right, bro, like, that ain't me, but that's cool. Like, I can kick it with you. Like, I ain't mm-hmm. tripping. Like, we don't like the same thing, but I'm not going to be like, oh, nigga, get away from me because you're like, man, that's that's people's choice. And it, and it goes back to the conversation we had earlier. I think motherfuckers hate to love so much 
that they can't love so much to kill hate. It's like, bro, let right. people be. Damn, bro, like, don't be right. It's it's very simple mathematics when it comes to life, man. To make this shit easy, at 31 years old and going, God willing, I'm trying to make this motherfucking life shit easy, bro. Just love people, show love to people, man. If a motherfucker violates you or anybody you affiliated with that you you friends with, your family members, beat the shit out of them. That's it. It's simple mathematics that has been taught for thousands of years, man. Love people, man. If somebody gay, cool. Let them be that. Somebody, whatever. As long as they're not disrespecting you, they're not calling you no slurs, they're not out here trying to get at your people, man, show love. I will say your interracial approach to dating is pretty unique, considering how long we've been friends. <laughs> And you knowing that all my ex-girlfriends look, have been, man. So I'm just like, wait, since when did he not support interracial dating? Because like, I think that was. Go ahead, man. I think it's just for me. It's just that when it comes to white people, outside of white people, go for it. But with white people, I know that at the end of the day, they're always going to to not understand and have privilege based in their race, right? So we want to date. We, we, we want to date. We're, gonna, we're gonna have to switch. Your, you're just gonna have to revise this, your your statement on it. You can just say, "Yo, don't be dating these white people," and that that would probably be correct. Be a lot correct. Than, correct. I, yeah, I, I can say that. I don't think like I don't think it's a problem if you date anything other than uh than white people as a black person. But it's just when you, when, say, you date, when you date a white person, it's it's just weird for me. It is literally weird for me as a black person to sit up here and date somebody or be with somebody that I know at the end of the day, if shit were to happen, you're going to look out for your own race. Like you're never going to understand a particular oppression, whereas an Asian person, a Hispanic person, a Native American person, there's going to be some type of of baseline understanding that they have with being a minority white people are never going to understand that and they can they can try to sympathize they can try to empathize but their their whole mentality is rooted in what we strive to get away from so how can you as a black person sit up here and say i'm going to date this person now for for whoever wants to look up and say oh my god well coach you be liking white women yes there are some very good looking white women okay like let's not let's not be stupid here there are some really good looking white women shout out scarlet bodo shout out mandy rose shout out sonia deville okay charlie let's Caruso. not shout out charlie caruso like let's not even do this okay charlie white be, yeah, she's like Italian or some shit. Charlie think. Caruso, yeah, she Italian. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So nice I mean, let's Liv Morgan bad too. Yeah, shout out Liv Morgan. Like, let's not do the whole old coach. Yeah, you you don't want to date white women, but you can think they're fine. Yes, I do. I mean, I'm not stupid. I have two fucking eyes that work relatively good when I have glasses on. Okay, so I can understand that. Hey, yes, this person is very attractive to me. But what I'm saying is, I'm not gonna date them because they. Like, it doesn't vibe with my beliefs. It doesn't vibe with my values. It doesn't vibe with my morals and ethics. So I'm not going to date that. And I'm not saying that you have to believe me or you have to go with that. But this is just me speaking for myself. I don't agree with that. Because they're going to look out for themselves. And there's, there's it's too many nuanced things when you get into a relationship 
that you don't understand can cause a problem if you aren't on the same page with certain things. Right. There's certain things that I don't have to deal with with my with my woman that if I were to date a white person, I would be like, damn, this is kind of crazy. Like I have to I have to think about the fact that you don't know you don't know that there's different types of hair textures. You don't know that all fucking shampoo it doesn't work the same. You don't understand that, hey, I can't sleep on these sheets or these sheets don't work for me because, you know, my hair's going to look crazy. I there, there's in this. That's just surface things. If we want to get into deeper things, I mean, we can. But just for me as a black person, I'm not going to go out and date a white person. That's just not me. All right. I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, yeah, outside, because I got friends that's married to, like, Asian women, Spanish women. That, that, that's cool. But, no, I agree with you on that. Uh, I don't have too much to say, but let me just shout out Abella Danger. That, that's another young crew that's, you know. <laughs> Obviously, ain't no hey, white man. that you know. First of all, I'm to figure out that cash app. I'm trying this, to get it right now. This episode went from uh, so we were gonna start to talk about wrestling at some point today. Wait, this I got, I got a complete I got your segue. I got your segue. I got your segue. Be clear. We went on Nation right. of Domination. Okay, here's your yeah, here's your segue. <laughs> that might be the that might be the the name of this episode. Two light, one dark. We need one more dark and call it a uh, Nation of Domination. Or. Or just like something surrounding the coon chip. Please know, podcast listeners, if Coach is ever on his coon chip, I'm letting him know it when it's being activated for sure. Uh, I've been waiting for him to fall off. I've been waiting for it to activate. Oh, I'm waiting too. Nah, 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 it, 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 it won't activate. It won't activate. No, it's going to activate. Trust me. You're going to slip. You you're going to slip. You see my coon chip activate, we have a problem. I would uh, attach my koofy to my head for a week straight. Speaking okay. of people who. Uh, coach my support despite their views. Let's talk about this last ride episode with your boy. Hey man, shout out Taker, uh, man. Taker said he's done, man. All lives matter, Taker. All lives, you know what it is. I saw that blue ride. Ah, y'all not letting that one go. Are you ready yeah, to no. tell me I was right this whole time, though? Are you ready? Because about what is that? No, 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 no. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you were you were most definitely right. And watching that um, as a Supreme Undertaker fan, as a as a person who even got into the the love of wrestling because of him, watching that was very sad. And yes, you were correct. He should have retired long ago. And I hope that he is now really at peace. And not just saying that for the documentary, because there's literally no better way to go out than what he did. Like he's not gonna get a better match than that. He's not going to get everything aligned perfectly. Like, everything just went so damn good that it's like, you really don't need to come back. So please, just go away. I think my the one takeaway I had, which kind of was like, damn, I already see it happening, was like, he did say, like, if, if Vince calls, which has kind of been the thing this whole time, right? Vince is calling. Um... The only time Vince didn't call was essentially AJ, and AJ just—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm glad to see how the backstory of how that came about, um, and it, it does feel like everyone was very supportive of that, of like the AJ move of like hey, if you're gonna go out, this is how you go out. Um, but I am fearful of like 
Vince might get that itch to make that call. But also, Vince is also like, I'm, I'm riding with you. And I think we learned that very fairly uh, right. throughout this documentary. Vince is riding um, with Taker no matter what. So I hope this is the end. I think, I don't think it's like the end end. Like, I think he'll just be transitioning into like kind of like what HBK and Austin and them do. Like, they'll do appearances and I'm, Pretty sure we'll see a choke slam soon, right? But I don't think we do any more full matches with him, which I think is I think is fair game because you don't retire. Um, I hope he kind of goes into the HBK route because if there's one thing I saw, really especially from like the last two episodes, is that he really fucks with like kind of you can tell he kind of wants to be like a coach, like he's all about making sure this business continues. Um, so to see him like pull up to NXT and like kick it with those dudes and like give them like game and tips, I'm just I was kind of looking at it like you don't. He, I don't know if he's the guy that needs to be in wrestling, but he needs to be around it. So maybe him doing like coaching at NXT would be like very ideal for someone like Taker to do. Like if you could, it do. should. It should. I can't stress enough how once you realize that you are done. Uh, doing what you've done for a while i think that you should give back and coach or mentor in some aspect that's how i got into baseball coaching like it is a very good way to stay around what you love but also it's like be close enough to 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 be attached but also have that switch that you can turn off and detach when you need to because it's a very dangerous game putting your body uh through something physically that it shouldn't be going through just because you mentally can't you know escape from it and i think that'll be a good way to to get them out of there go ahead down to nxt get them young guys some uh some motivation and some knowledge up around and teach somebody how to shoot an assault rifle that's what you're gonna do all the white white workers that's how you do it no <laughs> it's how you shoot an assault rifle this ain't called a duty coach yeah, no, nah, it, it's Taker, to me, it, it's affinity with him in the business. The most probably respected worker probably ever. Like, I've never heard anything bad. Even Mark Henry said that at the end of that last right episode. Nobody has ever said one bad thing about Taker. I don't know if they're scared of him physically or it's just he doesn't carry himself like uh, unprofessional and it goes back to that once again it's just we in a time now where everybody want to be on instagram where everybody want to be out here wilding and they don't take their craft serious that's somebody that takes their craft very serious even at 52 53 years old so now i agree with you too like maybe he should just coach now but knowing him he gonna do one more match like that last ride match should be the last one he gonna fuck around like hey that sammy zane kid wanna work I don't want to see a semi Zayn versus Taker match. Nah, you can keep that shit. I want a Bray Wyatt versus Taker match again. And I want it in cinematic style. I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. Because he had no reason to beat Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. What is that, 31? He had no reason to win that match. And I want it, I want it, I want it so bad. Because you can then bridge that, you know, supernatural generational thing between Taker and Bray. But I understand why people wouldn't want it. I'm just saying, me personally, I need it to happen. Let that man stay home. I would have, I prefer like a regular match match. But unfortunately, especially considering that WrestleMania was supposed to be in the city next year. So if that would have been like his final final match next year at WrestleMania in LA, that 
that shit would have been up. But at this point, no, nah, I'm with you on that. They do a cinematic style, and then they put Braid over because that fire funhouse, that shit was a classic. That that's still an instant classic right there. It also kind of was pretty telling that, like, when they were talking about the Boneyard match, he did go into he was like, this was way more taxing than he thought just because of like him as it probably had to do with his age but like him doing all that shit with aj for like 10 minutes and then they got to stop and then they got to pause and then they got to reshoot and they got to do all that and he was like that's way more taxing than anything because they didn't start filming they didn't stop filming until 5 a.m so going through the night doing all that was probably more taxing so it seemed like he was glad that it turned out so well because he was just like damn this shit is a lot <laughs> like you don't want to be on no movie set uh right but i'm glad it happened i'm glad it was cool to see that like aj reached out when he saw the podcast and was like hey you how you feel about this um even with the promos it was good to see like behind the scenes stuff i will give take a credit on this i, I was always from the sense of like it didn't seem like he knew when to walk away, but I also, after watching it, muscle taking back up. Like you know what, when you do it that long, you 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 don't you kind you do get the right to like, all right, this is when I walk away. Uh, so shouts to him. I will say the only thing I feel like they missed out on was because they went into it very deeply in like the last two episodes of like how Goldberg basically almost killed this man. I'm like Goldberg didn't catch enough smoke. He didn't for that sorry shit. And I don't he know didn't. why, but it just seemed like he got he got briefly mentioned. I, and I was Let's keep it a buck. Other than that entrance, and this motherfucker's supposed to be like 300 pounds, and he got 10 security guards. He ain't Suge Knight. Other than his entrance and the jackhammer, how the fuck is Goldberg fired to anybody? This motherfucker doing this. I know the people Hey know, man, there we go. Now we talking about it. All that Listen, I, I'll talking? stay with the Goldberg slender, man. You, I'm not feeling. I'm like, bro, I can name you two Goldberg matches, and he botched all of them. Well, I can name you more than that. Obviously, in the past couple years in WWE, but let me go back and rephrase. I mean, WCW. But this motherfucker was like 152 and oh, where the fuck they mm-hmm. get 152 workers at? Like, I only see you on Thunder, nah. my guy. They padded the fuck out of them numbers. They padded yeah, the fuck even, out of them numbers. All the same there, way they did with uh, Oscar. But, yeah. the same thing. I think, I think with Goldberg, it was just because, like, I ain't gonna lie. When I was a kid, like Goldberg, Goldberg was that dude. But I think it was just the fact of like, it was just like that, like that, like it was show up pyros, walk through pyro. The theme music helped. The theme music definitely helped. But then, like, it was literally spear jackhammer we are out and that was it see the 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 wwe run not so much because they they wanted him to have matches the only goldberg in the wwe moments i really remember is goldberg versus rock and that's way more about rock than goldberg because if you go back to those pro if you go back to those promos rock was on his he was getting that ass uh so it's that, and then the, if you ever go back to it, that's SummerSlam, whatever year that is, when he does the Elimination Chamber, and he doesn't even win, 
but like they put him in for like five minutes and he just wrecked shop. Like he just wrecked shop. Goldberg is essentially mm-hmm. essentially the, the the aura around behind Goldberg is like his matches kind of felt like cinematic and like they're just really edited. Like you don't need I don't need to see a grapple hole from Goldberg, right? I need you to try to hit Goldberg. Goldberg be like, you a bitch, spear, jackhammer, fuck on my face, little little nigga. Give me the belt. I'm out of here. And that's it. When he does anything more, I'm like, oh God, where this guy come from? Whose man's is this? Right? The only person who can do that is Brock. Brock can only do that. Brock can do whatever he wants, and I'm standing. But like the Goldberg versus Brock match, we were like, damn, that shit gonna be like Goldberg can't go five minutes, and Goldberg went two and a half minutes, and it's like, all right, cool. Then he got older and like he clearly can't really do the spear anymore. And it's just like, oof. Right? If you <laughs> oh shoulder be about to pop, what are you gonna say? Oh shoulder be popping and shit. He'd be head headbutting himself and bleeding. Like the key to Goldberg is just like under two minutes, that's it. Nothing more, nothing else. You do more than that, you lose it. Hey Doug, that's not Goldberg's theme song anymore. That belongs to Pastor Troy. Since like oh two oh three, <laughs> like that's Pastor Choice on champion. Yeah, no, nah, it's just you know we just hear how how stiff he works. Like you know Bret Hart, Bret Hart good for a shoot. Like if you want to hear who trash when it comes to like wrestling, wrestling, Bret like oh that motherfucker was trash. Oh Hulk Hogan, fuck him, which is true. But fuck Hulk Hogan, fuck this person, fuck this person. I'm like that's why I fuck with Bret. He's like all right, so. It's just like y'all said, like, yeah, you give, or like Doug said, you give Goldberg two minutes, it's straight, but anything above shit, five minutes, no, nah, somebody gonna get hurt because he had Taker hurt. He hurt himself. Like, how the fuck you hurt yourself, my guy, off your own spot? He fucked up that spot, man. And like, like Doug said, he didn't catch enough smoke. You know, he didn't catch enough smoke, which, I mean, it's a freak accident, so I'm not going to put too much stock in it. But I do think that people that tried to blame Taker and, you know, say he needed to retire after that and blah, 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 all this other shit. I mean, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. You can say that. This is going to hurt me to say this. You can say that it was him for the Roman match at Mania. Yes, you can say that because it was. He was too old. His hips was fucked up. and He couldn't do some of those spots. He like he admitted it. Right, but when it comes to the the Goldberg match, you can't say that it was him because he he was out there, he was looking fine, but Goldberg fucked himself up and couldn't do what he needed to do. Goldberg thought he was uh, Randy Orton, and he was not. Like, you, not everybody can be Randall Keith Orton. Not everybody can put on the greatest wrestling match ever. Okay, not everybody can do that, and I think we need to we need to understand that. You know, Goldberg ain't even S.A. Reels, let alone fucking Randy Orton. Nah, saying Goldberg's not S.A. Reels is crazy because S.A. Reels was uh, big-time big mid. Okay, big-time only, The only reason that I was excited about Goldberg versus Roman for Mania because my first thought was, you know what? Roman about to send Goldberg to the Shadow Realm, and this shit about to be glorious. And my man's about to get nerfed. And I'm here. Like, like, there's just certain times where you're like, yeah, you know Goldberg ain't winning this shit. So it's like, oh, Goldberg about to get that ass whooped. Like some woe and stuff, which, I mean, clearly didn't happen. And, like, I don't really care about Braun Strowman as champion, personally. Just waiting for him to lose it. Uh, I don't care about Braun or fucking uh, Drew, if we being real. 
Oh yeah, no! Nah, come on, coach. We can't do the Drew. Yeah. Both, both, both runs right now. Drew. Both runs are bid right now, and if we if we're really talking about it, both runs are bid. And I understand that it's a pandemic going around right now, but both these runs stink. So it may or may not be their fault, but both of them fucking stink right now. No, you can say it now because they booked him against Dolph Ziggler. I thought it was a dream when I woke up Tuesday because I was sleepy as hell from training. Dog, I didn't even see that match get announced. I didn't even see that match get announced. I swear to God. I swear to God I did not see it get announced. I I, I seen it on Twitter and I was like, wait, I've been watching Raw. When did this happen? How was Dolph Ziggler getting the title shot? Dolph Ziggler might be fucking somebody, bro. His character might be white privilege. He is big finesse god. Yeah, no, nah, either he a legend, either he somebody he fucking somebody, or they really fuck with him. Cause ain't no way, bro. There's no way. Like the only thing I like about Dolph is when he take them bumps. Cause that shit is hilarious. That compilation on YouTube is fucking hilarious. He's very, he's very, he's a very good worker. He's very good at taking bumps. But I don't understand why you feel the need to put him in title matches. But I mean, I'm just saying. That Drew and this Braun run is uh they they stink right now they stink they stink. The Class last Dolph Ziggler fire match was Goldberg, <laughs> and that and that you know how that match starts. Soon as Goldberg walks in, Dolph kicks him in the face. Like that's the that's the end. Then Dolph dies like forty five seconds later. And it's like cool, but like. All I remember is like watching Raw and Drew comes out and then Dolph comes out and it's just like, give me a title shot. And then Drew's like, I, and I'm just like, what in the white privilege shit is like, how? First of all, SmackDown trading, being able to trade Dolph and Bobby Roode for AJ Styles. Great GMing over there. Raw, you got that. Man, that's a wonderful GM move right now. Um, That's a, that's a, that's a 2K group, group me chat. Trade robbery uh, for many. LOL. 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 That's, LOL. that's what it is. Ain't fucking so like, rules since Team Canada and Impact Wrestling, bro. I forgot he wasn't released. I didn't even know he still wrestled. I'm not going to lie to you. So, shout out to them for pulling that off. But yeah, they just, it literally came out of that. And the next thing you know, like, well, it's just been announced. I'm like, so y'all just really had nobody. For, and I guess Extreme Rules is just like that middle pay-per-view of like, like a, it's one of those things where like the July pay-per-view always feels like if it's not money in the bank, just let us ride out till SummerSlam. Like, it's one of those times where like, do we really need this pay-per-view? Like, do we really need it or not? Like, I think NXT kind of benefits from that of like, they don't give us a takeover every month. They give us like every two to three months we get a takeover. Um, so yeah, it was, it's pretty random but yeah Dolph Ziggler somehow finds himself in another WWE championship feud a year after being in the previous one like I don't know how he keeps doing it but like I will say I guess if there's a common theme I'm guess I'm starting to see with Drew's storyline which is kind of why maybe we're so mad about it is because like for the last year, we've been pretty mid on Drew because he's been fucking around with like Corbin and, and Lashley and got and all that shit. And now it's like he got the title and he basically just ran through them just now, right? Like he ran through Corbin, randomly just realized, came and realized I even saw Corbin. Uh, but he ran through Corbin. Now he's doing Lashley. Now he's doing the off. So I don't know who's next. I don't know who's next for this if it's not. 
I'm very pissed we haven't gotten a Bobby Lashley title run right now. Eh, not uh, missing out. I'm good. I, I need it's the that. perfect time now. He got rid of his white wife. That's right. He got rid of the white poison. But he's targeting our brothers. So, like, which one is it? Whose side is he really on? He is. And then that made me realize that he fought for Trump at uh, Mania, what was that, 22 or some shit? 21? Yeah. You got Because you got to remember, see, at least Lana, Lana didn't have him going after our truth she 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 wasn't a part of that that was mvp so i got some questions okay what's going on over here uh see this might be a thing we're all skin folk and kin folk because why are you going after our truth bro what did our truth do to you he wanted to get on his song couldn't get on oh well oh. uh shout out to our truth by the way he, i can't he attacking our truth why like why is he doing that no, go ahead Doug. Nah, he's, I was gonna say just shout out to our truth, future Hall of Famer. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's mad because he can't grow dreads or no hair at all. I don't know. Like, it's just our truth, bro. Like, you can't take Ricochet. Like, I'm, I'm all for the Ricochet slander. Get him the fuck up out of here. Get Rick O'Shea. What? All right, now I'm starting to wonder what happened to Ricochet. But maybe it's, it's just maybe it's just COVID because I did see. Apparently today I was I happened to catch like five seconds of watching the bump and they had KO on and KO flat out was like oh I'm home because of COVID like I heard someone got tested positive and I was like I'm out he's like I'm out of here and he told he told Vincent they didn't even question him like all right cool see like oh like do you think uh so maybe they're all home because of that but I'm just like where the fuck is Ricochet it went from Ricochet and Cedric Alexander being heavily promoted as his tag team, but still taking L's to like, I don't even know what they are. I, I am taking kind of everything with like, they are basically working with people who want to be on television that people have, they're giving them their right to stay home. So I'm assuming everyone just stays home if they want to stay home. That's why Apollo Crews got a title right now. Cause that's, that nigga stinks. That hey, nigga no. stinks. <laughs> hey, was I, it you? Nah. I think Cody said the Get same shit here. too. I think Cody and Black and said the same thing Apollo. Like, this no. just be smiling. He's just smiling. He's, he's fucking happy-go-lucky. He do the same shit. Ain't no character development. He fucking stinks, man. Get him the fuck off my screen forever. Like, I understand, I understand that people can... See, here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing when it comes to wrestling, right? I am cool with people who can wrestle. If you can wrestle, that is wonderful. I am glad for it. But for me personally, I am taking someone who can entertain me over somebody who can wrestle. I don't give two shits if you can wrestle, if you are, if you have as much charisma as a fucking wet paper bag. Apollo Crews is in the same bag for me as a, um, a Natalia, uh, a fucking Dean Malenko. Um, who else we got? A Steve Blackman. You know, motherfuckers who who can wrestle, but you got no personality. Like, what do you what do you do? Oh, cause you could do some fucking flips and shit. I'm good on that, bro. I'm good on that. Everybody can do flips at this point. Every fucking body. Keith Lee, big ass, doing fucking flips, doing moonsaults off the fucking top rope. Andre the Giant did a fucking flip. Shout out Future for showing us he was a wrestling historian this year. Okay, shout out Future. Okay, he had the, he had the fucking knowledge. But I think people just. Like you want to support Apollo because he's black. I'm with that. Cool. Shout out to black man. But he fucking stinks, man. I'm good on him. Get him off my screen. I don't know why he has this title. Like the, the nigga stinks, man. God damn. Go to his Instagram, my brother, and you'll find out all the answers to your questions. Do, does he have a Yakub on his Instagram? 
That's his wife. His wife is your queen. Oh, oh, he got two kids, oh my! They got two kids, bro. Oh, Apollo crew reminds me. He went full American Nigerian, bro. He went full American Nigerian. Oh my! Like I'm all in. I all I all in. This is my wife. He went full in, bro. <laughs> Don't leave me. Don't leave me. <laughs> I put the all white right. woman on the table. <laughs> Call it on table. Oh, that is wild. Apollo reminds me of another Chappelle skit. When Calvin gets a job, that's that's Apollo Cruz, basically. And and WWE form is like Calvin gets a job. So like instead of Calvin got a job, it's like Apollo got a title, y'all, and got new music, got new merch. But like he got told Summerson before we're all just like get this fucking guy out of here, man. I'm telling you, he needs to fucking go, man. His old fighting champion, happy go lucky smile, ass the fuck off my screen. Nigga, you just sound like you hate happy people. I love happy people. This nigga like, hate nigga, happy people. Why are you smiling so much if all you've ever done is fucking lose? Nigga got nice teeth. Take- I can't even lie. I'm mad at that nigga having nice teeth. My shit fucked up. I'll be smiling too. Oh, man. That's wild as shit. That's fucking wild. So this is what I'm saying about... The Ricochet slander gonna keep happening. Because I'm tired of motherfuckers comparing me to this dude. I don't look oh, like this Oh, he is fed up with Ricochet. I'm tired. Hey, a year now I've been fighting this shit. I'm tired of this shit, bro. Listen. This I ain't never heard him talk. I never heard him talk. I think E4 uh Cody said that on Black and Nile Table too. And I'm like, when they said that, I'm like, damn, y'all right. I've never heard this dude talk ever. I've heard him talk on like one of the Raws or whatever, and he sounds like um What do you man, sound like? Who, who can like I a Nickelodeon character? Yes. He sounds TV like fucking show? Hey Arnold. Sounds like Doug. Doug funny. That's what he sounds like. Nigga ain't got no bass Res- in his voice. Respect my no. man's Doug Funny, okay? My, my bad. It sounds like Patty Manning's name. Damn. Yeah, I know Patty Manning is kind of dis. What if the nigga Skeeter had to rest? Woo! Cousin fucking Skeeter, man. Hey, Banks, what other shit you want to get off, man? What, what other things you want to get off? Slander bag, whatever you want to get off. Oh, let's talk about, let's uplift our All Lives Matter now. Black Lives Matter. Randall Keith Orton. Top five all time. Top Randall five Keith all Orton. time. Yes, please respect With that Dave Meltzer seven out of five match he put on. Let's talk Man, about look, it. my son put on a, a fucking confirmed classic. I put on a confirmed classic. He told y'all it was going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. And then he went out and, go, and, and fucking did it. And what's funny is, I remember all you clowns that tried to say, oh, Orton is he's mid or he isn't that good or whatever the fucking case is. I've seen you motherfuckers over the last couple of years, and guess what? My son returned just to show y'all how damn good he is. Just because he don't want to do some shit, don't mean he can't do it. Man, flipped the switch and just did the shit like it was nothing. And he put on. And what's funny is, what's funny is, he put on one of those matches that you New Japan Pro Wrestling motherfuckers, that you Johnny Gargano loving motherfuckers have have praised for the past two three years. He put on a, a match that went 30, 40 minutes that had mad false finishes, right? And I seen some of you motherfuckers still hating. Why? Because it's Randy Orton. That shit is crazy to me. My man put on a confirmed classic and brought out the punt kick. Told a whole fucking story, brought out the punk kick, and you motherfuckers are still mad because he did what he set out to do. Nah, I see you niggas. I see you. Please put some fucking respect on my guy. Please. You know what? People need to see him in person if 
if neither one of you two seen him in person, when you have the chance, you gotta see him in person, bro. This oh, is I why. I think what Mo Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So you'll probably say the same thing as me. It's like, okay, when you see it on screen, it's just like the NBA. When you see it on screen, it's just like, all right, it looked cool on screen. But me, as a person that's seen LeBron play in person many of times, you be like, okay, I understand what people mean about the IQ and the craft. Like this, this some genius shit. When I seen Randy Orton have a match with Ray Mysterio at Staples Center, this is like 2018. Uh, this might lead to my Xavier Woods slander, but I'll, I'll get to that later. So. <laughs> oh yes, he had, he got Xavier Woods slander. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah, I'm going slander. back. I got 32 more bars. I got 32. But, <laughs> so when I seen him, and be it this Ray Mysterio, who was one of the greatest of all time, it don't matter what what I'm learning while training is, it don't matter what fucking height you are. If you can work, you can work. It don't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter. So be it that he's working a mess with Ray, with Ray Mysterio, yes. But when you see him in person and you work, and then, Coach, like you said, you've seen him in person, it, the shit is genius. Like, from every single thing he does, it's meticulous to the way he comes into the ring, his spots, where to go. That shit is just pure art. And then seeing that match, you know, a lot of people don't like Edge. I think he's cool. But seeing him work with Edge, I was like, all right, they went back to their training. They went back to one-on-one, and they showed. Because I'm a New Japan mark. So it's like, dude, this is it. If y'all want to see it on a bigger level, here it is. Motherfuckers just owning their crabs. Be it these guys are 40 plus, but I mean, they're not teaching a lot of these young dudes how to really work that. They teach you how to work just on TV, get your five to 10 minutes in. And a lot of them aren't conditioned to do 30, 40 minutes, however long that match was between Randy Orton and Edge. So it, it just, it's school people. I think that folks need to understand that uh, what Randy and what Taker said about uh, these new wrestlers and how all they do are spots and flips and all that other shit, and they don't tell stories anymore, like, and how much strain that puts on your body. Like, that's a true thing. I think that people need to look at when, you know, those type of individuals say something. It's not hating. Like, it's facts. And that's one of the things that frustrates me about today, and that's why I don't like and Apollo Crews. That's why I don't like, you know, some of these other cats that people champion is because, okay, so they can do flips, so they can do these cool tricks, so they can do these cool spots, but can they entertain, can they tell a story, can they get me invested, because that's why I like watching wrestling. I don't like it because a motherfucker can do a goddamn backflip. Okay, I'm sure if I tried it enough times, I could do a fucking backflip, right? And I'm not taking away, you know, I'm not trying to take away their talent or diminish what they can do, but it's just, can you do what I like? to see wrestlers do and that's one thing that randy orton does like you pull he pulled a fucking five star six star seven star match out of somebody that hasn't had a match of that caliber in nine ten years that takes a lot of skill to be able to do something he got you invested in a story that is going to continue and i'm for that like he got you invested in that story because he is good at what the fuck he does like he is one of the best to ever do this and he does this shit in his sleep like you forget that he is a 13 14 time champion sometimes you literally forget this and he's talking about he wants to do this for another 10 15 years i'm with it i'm fucking with it keep going 
because you keep yourself in good shape. You work long enough to where I don't think we realize it, but Randy's not a he's not a real full timer anymore. He's not a real full time. He may work I don't know fifty percent to sixty five percent of the of the schedule, and he doesn't work as many matches as he used to because he's letting younger guys get those spots because he's he's Randy Orton. If he wants a spot, I mean, he can fucking get it. If he if he need if he's needed for that role, he can fucking do it. But he's not taking spots from those younger guys because when it's when it's showtime, he can show up and do that. But people don't want to, you know, they don't want to respect my guy, and it's very frustrating. It's very angering to see this. It's upsetting me and uh, my people. I don't get it. That man said Black Lives Matter, and he said I'm about to turn this shit up. Oh yeah, my man put on. My man said Black Lives Matter and went ahead and showed y'all how to get shit done. Oh shit, I think they got Doug, bro. Oh nah, he told me uh, Doug had a uh, he had a doctor's appointment, so he had to go. Okay, so shout out mean, to the bro, bro, Doug. Man. Yes, 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 yes. Shouts out to my dog. I appreciate him with all he does. But uh, let's get into this Xavier Woods slander before before we depart. Before we end this wonderful show that we have uh, been on for the last two hours, get into your Xavier Woods bag, King. Listen, they probably going to edit this shit out in the future. I don't give a fuck. Like, somebody going to put it up online. I don't care. I'm not editing a motherfucking thing out. No, not you. These people that's going to take it, and they're going to run with it. I don't give okay. a fuck. I, like, I don't care. Like, I have, here's me personally, I have no intention of working for WWE ever. They're going to have to throw a bag. Am I worth a bag right now? No. In the future, yes. But do I want a bag from them? No, nah, I'm good. I don't even want to work with y'all. I want to work overseas. That's my goal. But here's the thing with me. It's not too much slander. He's just a weirdo. Well, that's probably slander. He's just a weirdo. Uh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> uh, like, I knew what was up. So I won't get too deep into, you know, how he just had that statement where everybody else was talking about what's going on with us. And he kind of said, Oh, I have to go play saxophone or whatever the fuck he play clarinet or whatever because they're gonna look at me as an intimidating black dude. Ain't nobody looking at you, your little ass, as no intimidating black dude, bruh. So bruh. here's where I'm coming from with that. So I knew dude was a weirdo, and if I just think you a weirdo, more than likely you're right. And I say I'm always right, but I met dude in 2018, like after that show that happened in Staples Center. Like I saw him real quick, and I was like, all right. I'm an asshole to be just, you know, putting a title on the dude. But, you know, let me mm-hmm. show him love real quick. I, I approach dude, like, you know, it's a casual shit. Like, it's late at night, but I ain't, like, dressed like I'm about to stick you up. I'm like, yo, what up, ex? Fucking looked at me like I wasn't shit. I'm like, oh, word? Bet. So I said, okay, man, what you doing out here? Like, obviously, they had that whole uh segment i think they had the match actually this is like a match against cesaro sheamus and big show it's like thanksgiving time so i was yeah. like okay what you doing out here bro you about to go get you something to eat and he like no i'm not about to go get nothing to eat and bro just did me dirty like i'm not saying that as a fan that's hurting nothing like that i'm just saying dude a weirdo and i'm just saying you seeing how now that the new day is prospering with or without him they never really needed him. I think he just always needed to be the hype man. So that's it. Yes, he's the flavor flavor of uh, of New Day. That nigga ain't even flavor flavor. I don't even know. I can't even think of a hype man right now. Cause at least Flav got some bars out. Ah man, 
That is wild as shit. That's wild as shit. Well, yeah, no D slander. I just went on that tirade because it was just a weirdo to me, and I just had to say it. I say it often. I've been saying it for two years plus, so I don't give. Oh no, nah, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. Get off what you want to get off, man. I appreciate you coming through, boss. Uh, I know you've been you've been wanting to chop it up for a while. We had to take a little hiatus. Um, I had some uh, some things to handle over the past couple weeks, so I had to I had to depart for a little bit. Um, the announcement of what I had to handle will be coming soon. I can't I can't can't put it out there yet because I don't know if if uh, I'm gonna get back what I need to get back by the time I, um, I upload this. But yeah, got some pretty big news for everybody coming. And yeah, like I said, appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, go ahead, shout out your Instagram, shout out your Twitter if you want people to follow you there, man. Let them know what you got going on. Yeah, man. Once again, shouts out to my brother, Coach. Shouts out to Doug, my Africans. This is an African only podcast. Uh, you can find me at Banks No Rest on Twitter, Banks underscore slash No underscore Rest on Instagram. Uh, do a podcast with my boy Just called kayfabe ain't dead and that's it man i'm just out here getting to it keep your hands to yourself leave these women alone you know show people love follow god read a book wash your ass eat <laughs> wash your ass is very critical uh to <laughs> my listeners who have listened to that particular podcast uh with b van and uh amp uh, you know that I, I will go on a tirade about washing your ass at any point in time because motherfuckers are nasty. Alright, so make sure y'all do that. Um, follow my boy Banks to get y'all the information. Um, this has been uh, Coach and Doug with my boy Banks from uh, the Undisputed Hitter Podcast. Wait, I need to say that again. I'm probably going to edit that out. <laughs> probably going to oh, edit yeah. that out. Let me do one uh, more shout out, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, no, nah, go ahead. Uh, I got a shout out, Ant. Random, I got to shout out Devin and Joe just because, like, without, you know, Random Max podcast, I wouldn't know about Joe podcast, which then put me on to the Black Announce Table podcast. So it's like, I love what's going on right now. So shout out to RLP, Black Announce Table, Barber's Cheer Network, Guests from the Stands with Earl, shit, uh, Nico's podcast. Just shout mm -hmm. out to everybody that's doing it, man. Yeah, so the most, most definitely, we all going to link up, uh, at Mania, if 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 the Rona is subsided, we're gonna look up at Mania, do the Pod Nation brunch. Uh, put respect on my boy E for for that idea from Black Announce Table. He's the one put that out there. We're gonna make it happen. Pod Nation brunch, we out here. But uh, again, this has been Coach and Doug with uh, our special guest Banks. This is the Undisputed Hater Podcast, Episode 14. Um, light, love, peace, blessings. Don't do nothing crazy. Don't do nothing I wouldn't do. And uh, we out of here. South Central, we out here. <laughs> I don't know about South Central. I don't know about South Central. Them niggas dangerous out there. Hey, no, no. That's the hometown. I love you. Born and raised South Central. We out here. We gonna Shout out, out here. South Central, man.